Did all first century Jews reject Jesus because he brought a message of peace instead of delivering them from the Romans? Right now on Jewish Voice with Jonathan Burnus. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. I'm Jonathan Burnus, and today we're celebrating the final fall feast of Sukkot with a simple five-minute feast. Can you say kreplach? Well, maybe not, but we're going to try some later today. But first, a hot topic. Is God finished with the Jewish people? Our guest today has some very strong opinions about that, but he didn't always. Dr. Randy Weiss was a drug-dealing singer-songwriter in the 1970s, but on a cross-country road trip and record tour, he met Jesus. Raised in a close-knit Jewish home, Dr. Weiss's father made him study with the rabbis while he pursued his newfound Christian faith. The result made Dr. Weiss a passionate student of the Jewish roots of Christianity. He holds two doctorates, is the author of Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus, and host of two television shows, Crosstalk and Today with God. Dr. Weiss and his wife, Adrian live in Cedar Hill, Texas. Dr. Randy Weiss, everybody. Randy, thanks for joining us. Shalom. Shalom to you. Let me say, first of all, I love having other Jewish believers on the program. Uh, there, and there is such a growth in the number of Jews who believe in Jesus today. It's you, You've been a believer a long, long time. Since what year? 1973. And, and I thought I was the only one, by the yeah, way. <laughs> so did I in 1980. But there really were very few Jewish believers back in 1973. Yeah. But today, what's changing? What's happening? Oh, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, is at work in the world, and God is being revealed. The Messiah is being made known, and it's impacting Jews internationally. Yeah, which I think is prophetic, but I want you to talk about uh, the, the differing views about Israel and the Jewish people. You deal with a lot of conflicting teachings about Israel and the Jewish people. Who's right? Who's wrong? Well, Israel remains the apple of God's eye. God has not changed his mind about the chosenness of, of the Jewish people or of his heart for Israel. Sadly, many within the church, and, and I'm concerned, I'm very concerned that the next generation of evangelicals are at risk of losing their connection to Israel. Can, can you talk about why, what the reasons for that are? What, what's, the, what's the erroneous teaching that's so dangerous? Well, I think uh, politically there are things at work that uh, have created a lot of issues. Uh, uh, the, the circumstances within in the Middle East have impacted dramatically. There's a risk to young evangelicals to just, you know, have a view that, you know, uh, the Palestinians are the underdogs and, and Israel is the aggressor. And these kinds of things are very, very dangerous because it leads to a... Uh, kind of a, you know, well, what would Jesus do? He would be with the underdog. And of course, that's just fallacious that, that Israel is the aggressor or that the Palestinians are the underdog. Israel's surrounded by enemies. But if God loves everybody equally, why the favoritism towards the Jewish people and the, the support of 
Israelis as opposed to Palestinians? I think God loves is the Jewish people in the land, and I think He loves the the Arab people in the land. I don't think His love is diminished, but there is a plan for the ages whereby Israel and the Jewish people have been and will continue to be used for the purposes of God. And so it's really it's really an issue of calling. It's, yes, it's, it's the Bible mandate to the land. Yes, the the book is real. The book is true. You teach uh, often on the parallels between the ancient Hebrews and, and the modern Christians. Can you, can you talk about that for us? Sure. I, I've, I have been interested in the Jewish origins of the Christian faith since the early 1970s. It's been something that I've been, uh, been focused on and tried to learn about and tried to, to share with others because I think if, if Christians understand their own connection to to Judaism, if they learn of what, it, what the early church was really about, then it will be much harder for Christians to have a negative or a distorted view of Jews and Judaism, and therefore it will be easier to uh, sort of avoid Christian anti-Semitism. Do you think the church has deviated from the, from the roots, from what Jesus wanted for his church? I do. I think that um, both modern Judaism and modern Christianity would be nearly not recognizable to our nascent form. How do we return to our roots? I think we start by asking fundamental questions uh, about the people written about in the literature that we hold sacred. You know, it's, it's a it's Jewish literature that was written to Jewish people, for the most part by Jewish people, using a Jewish language, Jewish idioms. Uh, it, 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 we, we should connect to the origins so we won't forget who we are. You know, I like to tell people that if you take the New Testament and from it you remove the, the direct quotes from the Hebrew Scriptures, the paraphrases, the references, you could write the New Testament on a dinner napkin. <laughs> so to ignore the origins leads to, I believe, confusing interpretation. This is the scripture. That's why it's so important to understand the Jewish context. Hey, we've got to take a break. Some say that Jesus was critical of the Pharisees because he was actually one of them. Dr. Weiss will tackle that next. If you've ever wondered what Sukkot or the Feast of Booths has to do with your Christian faith, we're about to demonstrate right after this. Deicide, the Jews killed God. I have to ask people when they say those things, which one? Would you like to understand what Jesus really thought about Judaism? What Judaism was like in Jesus's day? How many sects of Judaism influenced his teachings? Then you need Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus by Dr. Randy Weiss. This fascinating book will give you a comprehensive look at the various Jewish religious groups Jesus interacted with, groups you've probably never heard of until now. You'll understand his teachings in a deeper, more meaningful way. There are so many misconceptions about the Jewish people. I want to clear them up, and I hope you will read this book so you can learn about the various types of Jews who lived during the time of Jesus. See the Bible in a whole new light. Order Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus by Dr. Randy Weiss today. It's time for you to rediscover the Jewish roots of your faith. That's why I want you to get Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus. 
And when you do, we'll sow a very special gift into your life. The Five Minute Feasts bonus version DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. This bonus version DVD contains additional teaching you didn't see on our television program. Christians are joining Jewish people all around the world in a growing movement to celebrate the feasts and remember God's goodness. As you follow the easy steps to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, you'll grow in your understanding of the spiritual blessings of these three biblical fall feasts. Learn what foods and customs correlate with each feast. See how each feast offers a prophetic glimpse of the coming Messiah. We'll send you both of these important resources when you donate $40 or more to Jewish Voice Ministries. So call now. When you do, you're helping our ministry improve the lives of Jewish people and their neighbors with crucial medical, dental, and eye care. Most importantly, you're helping Jewish communities from Argentina to the Ukraine to Africa learn that their Messiah, Jesus, has come. But there is so much more to do. Won't you help us? Remember, God said that he will bless those who bless the Jewish people. Your gift of any amount will bless the Jewish people. But when you donate $40 or more, you'll bless the Jewish people and you'll get these two important resources. Call the number on your screen now to partner with Jewish Voice Ministries. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. To receive your gifts, please specify offer 1504 when giving $40 or more. Hurry, call, click, or write today. I'm here with Dr. Randy Weiss. And Randy, uh, we left off with the question about the Pharisees. Jesus was critical of the Pharisees, and some say it was because he himself was a Pharisee and he wanted them to clean up his act. What do you say about that? Well, I think it's highly unlikely that Jesus was a Pharisee. He would have been sensitive to many of the, the same things that the Pharisees were sensitive, but I don't think he would have been a card-carrying Pharisee. And I think some people may say that because they don't know about the various groups that even existed in the time of Jesus. Talk, talk about the different sects in the time of Jesus. I, I, I don't think people, we know about the Pharisees, we know about the Sadducees. But there's more, there's other groups Absolutely. that you talk about in your book. Absolutely. There were probably two and a half million Jews during that era. And uh, Josephus, one of the most well-known historians, uh, says that the three main groups were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Essenes. According to the Talmud, there were 24 sects of Jews. There were, and that's one of the things that frustrates me. People say things about the Jews, there's accusations about the Jews, deicide, the Jews killed God. I have to ask people when they say those things, which one? Which one? Because there were many types of Judaisms then, and there remain many types of Judaisms, and to stereotype is just And, and Randy, to hear the, and, and I hear this today, it's common to hear the Jews killed Jesus. Yeah. When in fact people forget that it was the Jews that, all Jews that followed him in the beginning. The Absolutely. disciples, the 120 in the upper room, the 3,000 at Shavuot or Pentecost, all Jews. The reality is that Jesus was uh, arrested, tried, convicted, and executed before it was in the morning. 
They didn't know. They didn't have CNN. There was no cell phones. The, the, the preponderance of the Jewish population never would have tolerated such behavior. This was a conspiracy of a very small group of Jews. The Jewish roots, we've got to set the record straight. We've got to return to the roots of our faith. We need to take a break, but first a quick quiz. What's a Jewish pot sticker? Anyone know? We're about to show you, stay with us. Would you like to understand what Jesus really thought about Judaism? What Judaism was like in Jesus's day? How many sects of Judaism influenced his teachings? Then you need Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus by Dr. Randy Weiss. This fascinating book will give you a comprehensive look at the various Jewish religious groups Jesus interacted with, groups you've probably never heard of until now. You'll understand his teachings in a deeper, more meaningful way. There are so many misconceptions about the Jewish people. I want to clear them up, and I hope you will read this book so you can learn about the various types of Jews who lived during the time of Jesus. See the Bible in a whole new light. Order Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus by Dr. Randy Weiss today. It's time for you to rediscover the Jewish roots of your faith. That's why I want you to get Judaism Through the Eyes of Jesus. And when you do, we'll sow a very special gift into your life. The Five Minute Feasts bonus version DVD by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. This bonus version DVD contains additional teaching you didn't see on our television program. Christians are joining Jewish people all around the world in a growing movement to celebrate the feasts and remember God's goodness. As you follow the easy steps to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, you'll grow in your understanding of the spiritual blessings of these three biblical fall feasts. Learn what foods and customs correlate with each feast. See how each feast offers a prophetic glimpse of the coming Messiah. We'll send you both of these important resources when you donate $40 or more to Jewish Voice Ministries. So call now. When you do, you're helping our ministry improve the lives of Jewish people and their neighbors with crucial medical, dental, and eye care. Most importantly, you're helping Jewish communities from Argentina to the Ukraine to Africa learn that their Messiah, Jesus, has come. But there is so much more to do. Won't you help us? Remember, God said that he will bless those who bless the Jewish people. Your gift of any amount will bless the Jewish people. But when you donate $40 or more, you'll bless the Jewish people and you'll get these two important resources. Call the number on your screen now to partner with Jewish Voice Ministries. You can also click or write with your gift of support by going to our website, jvmi.tv, or writing to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. To receive your gifts, please specify offer 1504 when giving $40 or more. Hurry, call, click, or write today. Even if you can't physically join us on one of our medical outreaches, you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. How? By supporting us through your generous donations. Your financial partnership with this ministry helps us to bring hope, to bring healing, but most importantly, to bring the gospel to suffering Jewish communities around the world. Take a look at what your gifts have made possible for the desperately poor and hurting Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish community in the bush 
of Zimbabwe. Our outreach partners are our most important asset as a ministry. We couldn't do what Jewish Voice is called to do without them, and we don't want to do it without them because it's invigorating, it's energizing for me and for our staff team to see dozens, if not hundreds of people a year join with us and say, I believe in what the Lord's doing with his people Israel, and I want to be a part of it. If you've never done this before, you think you're going to be giving of yourself to all these other people, but when you get back home, you realize very quickly that you've gotten so much more in return. And that's one reason I keep coming back. Even if you have no intention of missions work, do it one time. Do it one time. And if you don't get hooked, I'll be surprised. I don't know if I'm leaving home or if I'm going home when I leave here. I see people that have nothing and have a happiness like I, I never see in the United States. I had to go help other people in the world and that it was no longer about me and I needed to start working backwards in my life and I started finding true happiness. This is where my happiness lies. It's amazing to see people who step forward and serve sacrificially, time, money, skills, talents, time away from their work, using their vacation time for the whole year to come with us because they really believe, according to God's promise to Abraham in Genesis, that I will bless those who bless you. If you're a medical professional and you live in the United States, you have so much to give, regardless as to what area of expertise you're in. You can come and help people and really make a difference. But not only that, it gives you that perspective that you gain on life in general. And when you go back to the United States, then you look at life so different. And it makes one so much more appreciative of what we have. They ask me, why do I keep coming back? And I, I tell them, because when I go home, there's advertising and sales that runs America, and it's more bells and whistles every year. There's never enough, you're never satisfied. Here, I can't be more satisfied. It's, it's just a feeling that you know you've done something eternal and that can't be taken away and it can't be better. Wasn't that inspiring? Your financial partnership with Jewish Voice not only provides much needed medical care, dental care, I care you help us proclaim the gospel to the lost tribes of Israel scattered throughout the world. We're making a difference, but there's still so much more to be done, and we need your help. Now, when you partner with this ministry, you don't just get wonderful products that can change your life. You help us change the lives of Jewish communities worldwide. I learned about Jesus, uh, his Jewishness, in a Talmud class after I was a believer in Yeshua. <laughs> Earlier this week, we invited a special group of viewers to celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. This is a biblical feast that is hugely relevant to you as a Christian. Take a look. 
Well, it's time for our five-minute feast, and uh, I love eating through the festivals. We have a, a, a joke among the Jewish people that all of our holidays are the same. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. And today we're going to talk about the final feast of the year. It's called Sukkot, and it's more than just an ancient biblical feast. It has great significance for you as a Christian. It's also known as the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles, and it's still celebrated by Jews around the world, and now many Christians are joining in. In fact, it's becoming more popular than ever. Sukkot isn't complicated, and it's something that you can enjoy with your kids and grandkids right in your own home. In verse 42 of Leviticus 23, it says, live in temporary shelters for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters so that your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So the children of Israel were to live in temporary shelters or booths called sukkahs. We have a sukkah here. This is actually from a sukkah building competition that we had at Jewish Voice sometime back. This was one of the winners because they have me as the priest here if we can zoom in on that, but there's no, there's no roof. You can see the stars, it's covered with some branches. It's very, very temporary. And for seven days, those that are observant sleep in the sukkah, they eat their meals in the sukkah. Now, my wife won't let my daughter sleep outside, so we have an indoor sukkah. And I want you to see, see a picture of Liel and Hannah, my girls, last year in their indoor sukkah. So Sukkot is, reminds us of the deliverance out of Egypt. The rabbis say there's four things we remember on Sukkot. The first is the story of God's great deliverance. Whatever you're going through, God delivers his people. God is a God of provision. When we talk about God as a God of provision, it's about being content also. He'll supply for all of our needs. It doesn't say for all of our greeds. The sukkah reminds us that we're dwelling in the presence of God, that we're two or three are gathered together. He's in the midst of us. Though no matter how difficult the situation seems, God is present. Second, it reminds us of how transient life is. I could just knock this over with a flick. It's a simple structure, but it reminds us that our bodies are simple structures. What profits a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Life is short, but eternity is forever. And finally, it reminds us of God's divine protection. It's simple, but it sufficed. Difficult times may be ahead, but God will always protect us. The fact is Messiah will return. Anyone who believes in Yeshua, in Jesus, the feasts of the Lord, his appointed times point to that which is yet to be fulfilled. So celebrate the feasts and recognize that Yeshua, Jesus is the Messiah foretold by the Moedim, the appointed times of the Lord. And we have some great foods we eat, fresh fruits, vegetables, all part of Sukkot. But I'll tell you what I love. I love the meat dumplings called kreplach. It, and it's fun under the sukkah, it really is. Under the stars, it's, it's, a, it's a moonlit gourmet meal under the sukkah. Mm. You know, some people notice that kreplach looks very much like potstickers, if you've ever had them in a Chinese restaurant. First of all, 
The Chinese ones are pork. Ours usually aren't. In fact, these are beef and, or chicken. But the Jewish calendar is 1,029 years older than the Chinese calendar. Now, unfortunately, Jewish people love Chinese food, so that 1,029 years was known for them as the Dark Ages. <laughs> I hope you'll take the time to celebrate this joyous feast with your family, your friends, your kids, and your grandkids. The spiritual blessing that you'll receive will uplift you during the tough times and will multiply your joy at the prospect of Jesus gathering his sheep together in one flock when he returns. I didn't know we were going to get to eat kreplach together, but uh, how would you describe kreplach for people that are watching? It's not even easy to say kreplach. <laughs> well, it's sort of like a Jewish ravioli. Yeah, it's delicious. I, I call them Jewish potstickers, but there's no pork in them, I promise. They are beef. Randy, what, what were you taught? What did the rabbis teach you growing up about Jesus? I learned about Jesus, uh, his Jewishness, in a Talmud class after I was a believer in Yeshua. For me, Jesus was the God, the other God, the God of Christianity. My friend Sid Roth found out that Jesus was Jewish reading Ripley's Believe It or Not. True story. <laughs> Rand, Randy, thanks for being on the program. It's great having you. We've got a great show coming up next week. Here's a preview. But it is God's miraculous plan that we deal with our spirit, our mind, and our body. See, these people aren't reaching for comfort food anymore. They are knowing they can go to the Creator who can give them what they need um, so they don't have to eat emotionally and they can eat strategically. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But before I go, I want to pray a special Hebrew blessing over you. God commanded Moses and Aaron to pray this over the people of Israel and we've been praying it ever since, going all the way back to the exodus out of Egypt. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha, Ya'er Adonai p'nave lecha v'chunecha, Yisa Adonai p'nave lecha, v'yasem lecha shalom. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you his peace, his shalom, in the name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. Amen and amen. Hey, remember, if you have a prayer need, we're here for you. You can log on to our website. It's jvmi.tv. We'll be praying for you, and uh, we love you, and God loves you. I want to close with Psalm 122.6, which reminds us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. And that reminds me, we're going to Jerusalem next May to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the restoration of Jerusalem it is going to be a huge celebration. We're going to be right at the Western Wall with thousands of Israelis to celebrate. Join Jewish Voice Ministries as we tour the Holy Land and celebrate Israel 2017. 
On this trip, you'll stay in five-star accommodations as we tour Nazareth, Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives, and more. You can renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee and participate in an immersion ceremony at the Jordan River. Call and speak with our events coordinator to learn more exciting details about Celebrate Israel 2017. I sure hope that you can join me and my family in Jerusalem at the Western Wall. It's going to be amazing. Well, until next time, I'm Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. <laughs>